Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. How do we, how do we put this all into perspective at 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern time? With everything not being official yet, right? I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I never do this, but tonight's a special night, so I'm going to be looking at looking at Fox live coverage with the volume down while I'm doing the show. And uh, right now, as I speak to you live, it says Republicans have 193 in the House, and Democrats have 162, and in the Senate, it's 48, 48. Um, right now, right now. This can change, obviously, by the time people, if you listen to this on a replay later or tomorrow, this can all change, obviously. But now, live, live, as I'm speaking to you, um, it looks like the Republicans will possibly, most likely, does that make any sense? Skirt by in the House, which means 218 is needed for majority, 219, 220, 221, that, that range. And it looks like Democrats have a, a better than 50-50 shot, at least a 50-50 shot, if not better than 50-50 shot, of, 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 of keeping, the, keeping the Senate. So that's the current state of things. One thing we know for sure, one thing we know for absolute sure is that there will be no Republican tsunami. There will be no Republican wave. In fact, if you look at midterms, when usually the party in power, meaning the party in the White House, loses. And when you add in everything that was added into this midterm, which was a president with a 38 to 41% approval rating, which was with the you know economy in shambles and inflation at 8.5% and gas at $4 a gallon, and you know the litany of things. <clears throat> you know, the COVID stuff, the economy killing COVID regulations and all that stuff, um, lockdowns and what have you. This should absolutely have been a total Republican takeover. It should have been Republicans with 54, 55, 56 in the Senate and 240, 245 seats in the House. In other words, by this time, as this show airs live at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, everything should have been decided. We should know by we should have known by now that Republicans you know, when they CNN or whatever puts the big graphic up, Republicans win the House, Republicans win the Senate. That's what we should have seen by now. I should have been able to come on this show and say Republicans now have the House and the Senate. Let's let's talk about that. But I can't. Now, why can't I? I wouldn't call this a postmortem. It's simply not a postmortem because as I speak to you, even though I think there's a good chance the Democrats will hold the Senate at this point, and the Republicans will probably win the House. All I can say is that someone is to blame. I don't believe it's a party. I don't believe one party won and one party lost. I will have to say, and I don't, everyone that knows me knows I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I don't I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I don't blame everything on him. I don't think everything's about him, which is probably what he wants. The Democrats give him what he wants, which is making everything about him. And what might have helped in this election. 
but I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I don't have a, I don't have a, a, I don't despise him. Okay. I don't despise Donald Trump like many of my Democrat friends do. And I, I joke around with them that they have stage four Trump derangement syndrome. I don't have that. I don't got the derangement that they have. Yet this is Trump's fault. The big winner tonight is Ron DeSantis. The big loser tonight is Donald Trump. That's very odd because usually, especially with a midterm election, usually a presidential election, you'll say the winner was the, is the big winner and the loser is the loser. Usually in a midterm election, it's a party or a bunch of candidates, right? No, this election was absolutely a referendum on both of those people. I believe it had nothing to do with Joe Biden and everything to do with Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Let me explain. Ron DeSantis won Florida by 20 points. I believe it was 60-40. Ron DeSantis just four years ago won Florida by, I believe, 30,000 votes. This time he's won by a million and a half votes. Unheard of. Winning it by less than a point last time and 20 points this time. He won Miami-Dade County, which I believe hadn't gone for a Democrat, a Republican in about two decades. What Ron DeSantis did in Florida tonight, the third largest state, a state of 21 million people, this is not a small state, it's a huge state, is he made it not only solidly red, a state that Democrats could count on winning at least half the time in presidential elections, but what he proved is that he could get Democrats to vote for him. He could get Democrats to vote for him, something Trump's hand-picked candidates in the House and Senate and the governor's races could not do because they were tainted by Donald Trump. Every candidate touched by Donald Trump tonight lost or almost lost or will lose. He has very few wins tonight. His few wins are in obvious places where a Republican is going to win for the like like Ohio, which is a solidly Republican state. J.D. Vance won. Yes, J.D. Vance is a very Trump handpicked candidate. He, you know, buddied up to Donald Trump, had him come in many times. So, yes, Donald Trump did not have a negative effect in Ohio, <clears throat> but Ohio's become an eight to ten point Republican win, whether it's governor, whether it's Senate, whether it's presidential election. It's a solid Republican state. But when you go to the states that were toss-ups like Pennsylvania, like uh, Georgia, like Arizona, like Nevada, like Michigan, I can go on and on and on. The Republican hand-picked candidate by Trump is either doing poor, worse than people thought, or they just already lost. Case in point being Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker will either lose outright tonight meaning Warnock will get to 50 or, or which is, I guess, more likely than not right now. As you look at the numbers, what do we got here right now? Warnock 49-4, Walker 48-6. And most of the votes that will go to Warnock are, are there. They're done. So it looks like Warnock will end up with a higher percentage than Walker tonight, but won't hit 50, which means it'll go to a runoff. And once again, we'll be talking about a Donald Trump handpicked candidate. Herschel Walker running in this runoff on, on, on December 6th. Now, will the 2% libertarian vote go mostly to Walker? It might, and it might not. Once the narrative hits, which I'm seeing from a lot of Republicans now, like Mark Thiessen on Fox and many people on many, many, you know, solid Republicans on Twitter. Once it hits that Donald Trump is poison, 
that can end up hurting Herschel Walker in the runoff. In the runoff next month. Right? So the fact of the matter is, and, and Arizona, Trump's candidates right now, I believe that they're having a trouble counting votes as usual. There's only about 50% in, but Trump's candidates are down by 10, 15 points. And the polls, we'll talk about how, how bad the polls were in a second. The polls were way off in almost every place. There are a couple of states where they were right on target, but mostly way, way off. It's like we're poll. it's like it's 1820. And we're polling. I, I don't understand what happened with the polling. We'll talk about that in a second. But if you look at Nevada and Arizona right now, Trump's once again, this is not done yet, but Trump's candidates are 10 to 15 points behind. Right. Lexalt is about 15 points behind Masto. And I believe you've had Masters and Lake about 15, 10, 15 points behind their, their opponents, Dobbs and uh, and Kelly. And it looks like there's a very good chance Arizona will lose. Well, Democrat will win the governor's race. That'll be a pickup there and in the Senate. And it looks like Cortez Masto has a, at least a 50-50 shot, if not better, of keeping her seat in Nevada. These were all supposed to be Republican wins. These were all supposed to be the places that Republicans picked up so they could take over the Senate. And it looks like it's simply not going to happen. Once again, I cannot make this more clear. In a midterm election, normally the opposing party wins. But with everything that the Republicans had going for them and against the Democrats this time around, as I'm speaking to you, everything should be done. The Republicans should have won the House easily, should have taken the Senate. We should all be partying. We should all have champagne bottles, corks popping. And that's not the case. And that's because Donald Trump is tainted. Donald Trump is tainted. Ron DeSantis won Florida by 20 points, by a million and a half votes. Democrats voted for Ron DeSantis. People who've never voted for Republican in their lives voted for Ron DeSantis. Democrats will never vote for Donald Trump. You have independents and Republicans not voting for Donald Trump handpicked candidates. And it looks like many of them stayed home. Independents that would normally vote Republican and Republicans stayed home because they simply didn't want to vote for the, the, the Trump candidate, the Trumper candidate. That is what happened tonight. Donald Trump cannot get independence. He will never get a Democrat to vote for him. Ron DeSantis has proved he can get independence and and lifelong Democrats to vote for him. This is Ron DeSantis's party. Ron DeSantis needs to be the nominee if the Republicans are going to take back the White House in 2024. Donald Trump is poison and every fucking Republican, whether you like him or not, needs to say it's time for him to go away. Mastriano here got killed by 12 points in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, which Democrats have a slight to like about 200,000 vote voter registration uh, edge. But that's been dwindling down. And still Republican Mastriano, he was a he was a Trump Trumper, lost by double digits. And Dr. Oz lost to a guy who can't even speak by about two points. Dr. Oz lost to a guy who can't speak. John Fetterman can't speak. I don't want to make fun of him. There's no way John Fetterman should have won. There's no way John Fetterman should have won. I'm, I joke with a friend and maybe who knows, maybe Fetterman will show up in in in, uh, in the Senate in January and he'll be like uh, Frankenstein's monster in Young Frankenstein when they socialize him. Hello. When he speaks very erudite, maybe all of a sudden he'll be brilliant. OK, maybe he'll be able to speak and he'll be eloquent and maybe he'll dress in something a little more fashionable than a hoodie and high tops. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is right now he should not have won. 
this guy should never have won, especially after that debate. So remember, after that debate, people said, oh, that's it. He's done. Well, what this tells me that he won by two points. He may have been ahead by five or six points before that debate. If not for that debate, he may have won the landslide. Now, maybe that debate lost him some votes, but not enough to lose the election to Trump's handpicked candidate, Dr. Oz. I'm not shitting on Oz. I like Oz. I think he's very well spoken. I think he looks good. I think he presents himself well. He's always smiling. I, I never I didn't dislike Oz. I liked Oz. But the fact of the matter is anyone should have been able to beat John Fetterman. But anyone would have been able to beat John Fetterman except for a Trump tainted candidate. Oz didn't lose because he was a bad candidate. Oz didn't lose because he might have been from Jersey. Oz didn't lose because he was never in Congress before. And he lost because he was a Trump picked candidate. Here's another one. 54 to 4. Hassan won by 10 points over Bolduc in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, where the poll said it was going to be tight. New Hampshire, last poll had him winning by a point. He, that was expected as a very possible Republican pickup. Not only did that pick it up, he got creamed. Smiley, the Senate, Washington, 14 points. She was supposed to possibly win or at least make it a single-digit race. She got creamed by 14 points by Patty Murray. Tudor Dixon, remember they said she was going to win? She lost. She's losing, but she lost by five. Oh, remember, oh, Oregon's going to be, oh, Oregon's going to go Republican for the first time since 1820, whatever the fuck it was. She's behind. The Republican's behind by about a point. She could still pull it out, but she probably won't. Race after race after race. Vega in Virginia was supposed to possibly beat Spanberger. She lost by four points. The incumbent Spanberger beat Vega, right? So we're talking about candidate after candidate after candidate after candidate. Trump is tainted. Then, the, you know, there will be. And now it's hard to believe that a week from today, next Tuesday, the 15th, he's going to be in Mar-a-Lago announcing he's running for president of the United States. Now, obviously, he set that up thinking that it was going to be a big Republican sweep. You know that, you know, he like us, like many of us thought it was going to be this big Republican wave and tsunami. Because the Democrats were in such a bad, bad shape, a bad place. Biden's approval was so like once again, all the tea leaves said, of course, Republicans are going to win huge. There was very little doubt Republicans were going to win huge. And what happened? Simply because people think about this. As bad a shape as they may be in, as bad a shape as the economy may be, think about this. Think of how poisoned Trump is. That with people being so destitute, <laughs> they said, you know what? We're not going to trust these Trump candidates to make things better. In fact, maybe they'll make things worse. That is what happened here. That is exactly what happened here. It wasn't that they, the Republican candidates didn't talk about the issues that matter. It wasn't that they didn't have solutions. Because obviously Democrats didn't talk about any of the issues that matter. And they, they're the party that fucked everything up over the last two years. So why didn't Republicans win? Simply because people said in the last minute, maybe not the last minute, who knows? It could have been for a long time. The polls are way off. People said, we do not trust Trump candidates. Trump pick candidates. We'd rather go with the Democrat again. Especially in some of these races where the Democrat running wasn't an incumbent, right? Like Fetterman. Right? He, Fetterman simply could have said if he was able to speak, I didn't do that. Yes, yes, Demo things might be in bad shape, but I wasn't one of those Democrats. I'm a new face. I'm going to make things better. So they just did not trust Trump personally appointed handpicked candidates to run things. 
What does that translate to for 2024? They don't trust Trump to run things. They don't want Trump anymore. People don't want Trump anymore. You know how I talk about how Democrats will vote for anything? Like, I'm sure there are people in Pennsylvania who are just Democrats who didn't give a shit. And people said that. There are Democrats, because everything's a cult these days with the two-party system, that said, I'm voting for Fetterman. I don't care. I don't care if the guy's drooling. I'm voting for him. Now, a lot of people did do that. It's a shame, but that's the way some people vote. But there were enough people that said, I'm not voting for the hand-picked candidate. I'm, I'm putting my money on this guy getting better. I'm, I'd rather put my money and my hopes into this guy getting better by the time he takes office and being able to, to, to be healthy than vote for a Trump-picked candidate. So people, as bad as things are economically, they said, I will not vote for a Trump hand-picked candidate. The man is poison. I don't care if you liked him. I don't care if you have a feeling you want revenge over something. He is not going to be able to win in a general election in 2024. They didn't vote for his candidates. They're certainly not going to vote for him. I had said if they had voted for his candidates, it doesn't mean they would vote for him. They're certainly not going to vote for him when they wouldn't even vote for his handpicked candidates. There's no chance he can win. He is poison. The way forward, and that's what we're going to talk about now, right? Because right away, this is the America, and we pivot to a two-year campaign of president. And we're going to pivot to that now. And we need to look at, look at this. Hobbs is up by 10 points over Lake. Eleven. Hobbs is up by 11 points over Lake. Kerry Lake, if she wasn't picked by Trump, she probably could have won this thing. Right? I mean, I, I look every time I looked at her, she looked great. She sounded great. She didn't sound crazy to me. You know, uh, she sounded great. She's smart. She's good looking. She speaks well, you know, have been in the media for so long. But she was a Trump pick candidate. And people said, I don't Trump. I don't trust a hand pick candidate like Kerry Lake. I don't trust a hand pick candidate like Kerry Lake. I don't trust a hand pick candidate like Blake Masters. Young guy, good looking, talks well. If he was picked by someone else, he may have won like Ron DeSantis. He was picked by Donald Trump. Donald Trump is poison. Race after race. Sisolak is beating Lombardo. Cortez Masto is beating Laxalt. Race after race. Once again, these could end up going the Republicans' way, but they probably wouldn't. But these should be, they should be decided already. It should even be close. The fact that if, the fact that I'm saying to you, if Republicans win the House at 11.20 Pacific time, 2.20 Eastern time, if I'm saying if they win the House, shows what a disaster this was for Republicans. What a disaster this was. Let's get the speech right, Mike. What a disaster this was for Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump is poison. He is poison to the Republican Party. He's poison. If you want to keep some of the Democrats who crossed over this time, probably more than ever before, and voted for Republicans, you, the Republican Party has to shed Donald Trump. I can't make this any clearer. Ron DeSantis has turned a swing state red. Personally, himself. Yes, other people help by registering Republican. We know that now Republicans outnumber Democrats by about whatever it is, 350, 400,000, half million. That, that's great. 
and there are other people. But the reason is because of Ron DeSantis. The reason people are registering Republicans is because of Ron DeSantis. The people reason, people reason them, the reason people are moving from places like New York and California is because of Ron DeSantis. He personally, <laughs> understand this, he personally took a state of 21 million people, the state with the third most electoral votes in this country, and turned it from a swing state that went blue half the time to a state that now Republicans can count on in 2024. I don't think they can count on it for the next 20 years, but certainly in 2024 now, after this result, they can count on it to go their way. <laughs> to have a million and a half people, think about that, to win by a million and a half votes. Okay, Republicans have a, you know, 300 and 400,000 voter registration uh, advantage now in Florida, which of course, once again, as I just said, a, a partially responsible is, is because of Ron DeSantis. He, I give him credit for that. But to win by a million and a half votes shows how many Democrats you had to get to vote for you. To win Miami-Dade County by eight points when Biden won it by eight points just two years ago shows you how many Democrats said, I don't care. That, that, in this cult party system where people stick to their cults, and I'll talk about that in a second as well, Ron DeSantis bucked that trend. And he's the only one who was able to buck that trend. Donald Trump will never buck that trend. Never. It's not going to happen. He'll only get, Donald Trump is not going to get Democrats. He's not going to get the majority of independents. He's not going to get many independents. A lot of Republicans don't want him anymore. Who's he going to get? Only the extreme, sorry, I'm going to sound like Trump, Biden now. The extreme, I won't say MAGA, I'll say the extreme Trump lovers. That's all he's going to get. What's that going to get him? 110 electoral votes? 130 electoral votes? He cannot win. Going forward, Ron DeSantis has to be, after this result, Ron DeSantis is the de facto leader of the Republican Party. Now, people are thinking, okay, is he going to run for president? Well, obviously, after this result, after this result, there's no way he can't run. There's no way he can't run. He knows Look, I'm talking about, he knows this. He knows what this election means. He knows it was a big boost for him and a big punch in the nose to Trump. He knows that. And all he needs to say in a primary situation, because God forbid this big fat fuck Trump would not run. God forbid. God forbid he'd have a little magnanimity and say, look, I lost. People don't want me anymore. My people lost tonight when they should have won. Under normal circumstances, they should have won. But the way the economy is now and the way everyone is in the 80 percent of the country, we're in the wrong direction. It, uh, Biden's approval is 39. There's no way Democrats should have won all these races. The only reason they won is because of Donald J. Trump's poison. He is poison. He needs to go away. Plus, people are tired of people don't want 80 year old presidents anymore. People don't want these white male octogenarian presidents anymore. They simply don't want it. They're tired of it. After four years of Trump and now it'll be four years of Biden, they are tired of these octogenarian. They're ready to move on. Ron DeSantis is 45 fucking years old. It's got to be him. Now, look at what happened tonight. D, I'll get you in a second. We missed you tonight. But um, I was at a Republican Party, uh, San Francisco Republican Party uh, a little get together tonight. Um, but Look at the two. Look, look at the California and Florida. Each of them, Newsom and DeSantis, won their states by 20 points. 
Think about that. Lo- heavy lockdown California. Think how interesting this is. Heavily locked down California with all their mandates, mass mandates, vaccine mandates, still gave their governor, who did all these things, a 20-point win. Florida, the opposite, right? No lockdowns or whatever it was, shorter lockdowns, no mass mandates, no vaccine mandates, free and open, come here, we're open, 20-point winner. There you go, baby. There are your two opposing ideologies that will go head to head in 2024. That's my prediction. I know that Santos has said he's not going to run. I think Newsom has said directly he's not running. That's all going to change once Biden decides not to run anymore. And that's going to be a, a, a definite battle of ideologies. Someone who's incredibly popular in his state versus another guy who's incredibly popular in his state. And they're going to go head to head and battle for the soul of America in 2024. But it's got to be DeSantis. If it's Trump versus Newsom, say hello to President Newsom and say goodbye to the country. I know that sounds dramatic. But say hello to President Newsom if it's Newsom versus Trump. Newsom will win. Forget about ideas. Forget about politics. Forget about right versus wrong. Forget about common sense. Forget about who was right about COVID. It doesn't matter. It will be a good-looking, younger guy with his hair gel slicked back, slick talker, even though he's not very intelligent, against this old, poisonous, vicious man. It's not going to work. It's simply not going to work. Optics, superficial stuff, personality, the way people feel about someone is very important in this country. Newsom will beat Trump. Yes, the Trumpy Trumpers will say, no, no, Trump can beat anybody. He'll wipe, yeah, yeah, wipe the flow at Newsom. He'll say, uh, he'll say gruesome Newsom. That's not going to beat Gavin Newsom. And saying the sanctimonious isn't going to beat Ron DeSantis. You know, Ron DeSantis needs to take a page out of, out of Goodfellas, especially after what happened tonight. Okay. And say, hey, you know, uh, maybe you haven't heard, Donald, but I, I'm no Jeb Bush. Now go get your fucking hair dye, you fat fuck. That's what he needs to say. Go get your fucking hair dye. I'm no Jeb Bush. I'm no fucking pushover. Maybe you hadn't noticed that I won Florida by a million and a half votes. You live here. Maybe you notice I won by 20 fucking points. He needs to get right in this guy's fucking face. Because I'm telling you, a Trump nomination, and of course Trump can possibly win. I, don't, I think a lot of Republicans have soured on him. That's why I think it's, it's, it's like a, a no-brainer. It's no-brainer for a lot of people to run. There should be like 20 people running. No one should be afraid of Donald Trump. But the fact that DeSantis doesn't run again, it's impossible. He could absolutely beat him in a primary. And I'm telling you, DeSantis will beat Newsom. DeSantis is the one who will wipe the floor at Newsom, not by saying stupid things like gruesome Newsom and things like I say, a hair gel king being a podcast person, but simply because he's a great debater. Because the guy, what, Yale, Harvard, the military, the guy is a very smart man who's proven he can win over Democrats and independents. He just did it in extremely large numbers in a former swing state. He has everything going for him. I tell you, this is how fucked up we are. This is how fucked up Trump is. No, no one should, first of all, no one should be announcing they're running for president already. It's unheard of. If you have a name that's recognizable, like Trump or DeSantis, you don't need to run. You don't need to do anything until maybe April, May of next year, okay? Yet this bastard, this egotistical fuckhead is going to announce before Thanksgiving, before the holidays, two years out 
from the next election that he's running? What, with a marching band in Mar-a-Lago next week now? After the fucked up thing he just did to this country tonight? DeSantis, if anyone should be announcing today, DeSantis should have, he gave a great speech, by the way, after which sounded very presidential to me. In that speech, he'd have more right to say I'm announcing my nomination, I'm announcing my nomination for president than that fat fuck Trump does a week from now. But DeSantis won't do that. Because he's not this egotistical sociopath that Donald Trump is. It's not all about him. Remember, Barack Obama started his campaign very early. I think that was February of 2007. Still, three months from where we are now in that election cycle. Because no one knew who he was. No one knew who he was. He had a no-name. He was a no-name senator from Illinois. So he had to start his campaign early. Trump doesn't have to start his campaign this fucking early. You know why he wants to do it? Because this is what this is the reason. First of all, he thought tonight would be a sweep and it wasn't. But that won't stop him. That won't stop him. But the reason he wanted to do it, as I just mentioned on the previous show, is he wants to say, I'm fucking king. Don't even think about running. I'm giving you two years notice. Don't even think about it because I'm the king. I'm the king. Well, fuck him. He's not the king. And if Republicans want to take back the White House and maybe have a chance of winning the Senate finally in 2024, it needs to be Ron DeSantis. Trump is not going to have any coattails. He showed today he has no coattails. Just the opposite. Ron DeSantis will carry this country and carry the Republicans, the House and the Senate, something Trump couldn't do. Dear, what's up? You tell me what's up, sweetie. I just did. Well, you know what I did? You know I'm on vacation. I'm up in Oregon. So I have been completely detached from everything. So I was hoping you could fill me in on all the good news, bad news, what happened today with the elections. I am in Oregon, though, where obviously the elections are very important right now. But I want to hear what happened down there today because I have not been connected. Well, you know, in California, they want it as usual. Democrats want everything. I mean, that's not a shock. No one's shocked about that. Um, you know, uh, the, the ballot here, for those of you in California, the ballot here was so fucking long. It was it was it was four pages. Right. Oh, I know. It was ridiculous. Each side. So it was like eight sides. It took me like what? it took me like three hours at the polling place. To fill right. No, but what happened with Prop H? Oh, I can't tell you. I don't know right now. I, I'll have to look it up. But what I saw was it was winning easily. Of course, of course, right? Of You're course. Kidding me. No, it was. Look, it was very early on, but it was like seventy thirty winning. No, Prop, you know, people have talked about Prop H. Prop H was the thing here that was going to give the uh, a local, bonus year. A bonus year for the. Well, but they didn't word it that way, you know. In the ballot, the thing that pissed me off is in the ballot they worded it as we're going to vote even years like they do in the presidential election. And I was actually surprised that at an actual conservative event, they said to vote yes on it. And I was like, why? And they said, because more people come out for the even years, you know, the presidential years, whatever, whatever. And they said that because we could get more voters out there those years, we should change it to that. And I was thinking to myself, do you really want London Breed to be in charge for an extra year for free? Well, that's what it was. It, it, it basically gifted it gifted people like London Breed an extra year in office. The election was supposed to be next year. Do you think that they're gonna? It's gonna pass? Yeah, because the way it was worded, people. Yeah, 
That's like, what I thought too. I thought it was worded so poorly that people well, it always didn't. Is. So for, it was worded to say, in other words, well, hey, look, we're going to save a lot of money. Why have all these elections oh, in God. rough year? Why not just push them to the presidential election year? We'll get. But you know, you know what that's going to do. Do you know what that's going to do in twenty twenty four? There's going to be like eighty five pages of. Oh Jesus! Before. I know. Right. I will tell it's, you though. Make, I don't know. Make if... it more complicated for people, not less complicated. I, I don't know well, if you saw it or not. I'm sure that. The news or the Chronicle posted it. Um, someone that you and I both know, um, she decided today, as she was invited to the Willie Brown election party, which you know is a big shindig in, in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you remember AOC's dress that said tax the rich? Yes. Well, a friend of ours, I won't say her name online, but you'll, you'll know who it is. Um, she wore a white wedding dress like that today to Willie Brown's party, and on the back of it, it said, defund the dealers. Defund the dealers? All the hondos down there in the Tenderloin. Defund the dealers. So defund yes. the dealers. Okay. All right, well. Well, because, you know, San Francisco keeps saying defund the police, but yeah. she actually wore the dress to the party that said defund the dealers. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, Brooke Jenkins, who took over Chesapooten, I believe. Boo liquor. Bootlicker, she's a bootlicker. Who, who would you who, who would you vote for though? I mean, they, what? They were all terrible. I kind of liked Maurice. I kind of liked Maurice, but no one even knows who he is. He didn't even campaign. He he's on the ballot, but he didn't campaign. And I watched him, and he was pro police. He was pro. He said he wanted to actually arrest, prosecute, and send to prison people that were breaking the law, which everyone else says. We're going to hold them accountable with what an ankle bracelet on. Yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that the, the elections in California are so fucking stupid because there's no shit. The, the Democratic machine here is so strong. You know, I, it, it, it's so strong. <sighs> here. There was no even this is California. This is the largest state in the country. Right. This is California. It's the largest state in the country. And we don't have a real election for governor here. No, of course not. There's not a Republican that can that can run here that has any kind of a shot at winning any kind of a shot at winning. The, the state of Ronald Reagan, the state of Arnold Schwarzenegger has gotten to the point now where it's so run by one party, so run into the ground by one party that. Oh, Repu- it's absolutely out of control. It's it's they were saying, what is it? The last Republican that was actually. Elected in San Francisco. I believe was Roosevelt. Is that right? Possibly, yeah. I guess so. I, I guess well, the thing is, is Hamasaki's not going to win, right? I, I refuse. I have not looked at the polls tonight. I don't want to look just mm-hmm. because I'm not there and I'm not very happy about the way it's going. But I'm sure Hamasaki did not win, right? I don't know. Once again, I don't have all this stuff pulled up. It's impossible to look at somebody. So I'm, I'm trying to find a website that has all this stuff. I can't. How do you? How do you feel being from the East Coast? How do you feel about the fact that AOC was reelected? Well, it, I have no feeling because it was a fait accompli. There's no way she could lose. Ilan Omar, there was no way she was going to lose, right? There's no way these people can lose. This is the problem, and this is what we're seeing. We're seeing these very drawn lines. Basically, what happened tonight was Republicans came home in Republican states and Democrats came home in Democrat states. This whole idea that Democrats were going to win the governor's race in New York, bullshit. Okay. There's also a very little, you know, you're in Oregon and now it's looking eh, iffy if Republicans are going to win there. Everyone was saying, oh, there's no doubt the Republicans going to win Oregon for the first time in 40 years. No. The fact of the matter is the, the Republican states, remember, but then the Democrats told us 
to, oh, Texas is going to be a Democratic state. Any day now, Texas is going to, any day now, Georgia is going to be a Democrat. No. Stacey Abrams lost by 10 points. Greg Abbott won by 10. Beto O'Rourke lost by 10 points. Oh, no, yes, I saw that. Right. I did Marco, see that. So well, the, what do you think about Arizona today with the voting machines? Well, and Arizona with the voting machine. They're stuck on, as I'm looking now, they're stuck on about 50% of the vote in Arizona because something happened to all the voting machines in Maricopa yep. County, which is Phoenix. Yep. And they, they say they'll have the votes in. Uh, Dia, don't worry. They'll have the votes in by Friday night. Oh, of course they will. Yeah. So once again, this does not inspire people to believe that these things are done fairly, right? They're not. And that's the thing is, though, is that the fact that, like, I was watching a video today, people that went to vote in Maricopa County, and this guy's outside, and he's like, well, I'm really sorry, but the machines are down. And he's like, you have to go somewhere else to vote. They're down. So these people went to another place. I guess there was a big church or something there. And they went there, and they were like, oh, we're sorry, the machines aren't working. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of funny that in 2020, the machines in Maricopa County weren't working. Yeah, well, and, it, it, you know, it's, it's it's a machine. It only has to work one day and you're telling me that it's broken. Right. Yeah. No, this is the, cheat, the, cheat, the, cheat all day long. It's happening all over. And, and the, once again, the problem really is now we have this thing in Georgia where it's going to go to a runoff because no one got to 50. I mean, why can't we all agree that if you get the most votes, you win? Why can't we agree with that? I mean, these campaigns have gone on long enough. These campaigns have gone on for a fucking year. And now we got to go another month. Not only is it a campaign. When I say campaign, I mean money, millions and millions and millions oh, of dollars. Tons. And now tons of money. think about it. Think about it. It doesn't look like, hey, the Republicans would be lucky if Georgia runoff came down to controlling the Senate. It might not. Democrats might win the Senate without Georgia. But let's I don't say know. Yes. Let's say it comes down to Georgia again. Let's say the control of the Senate, like two years ago, comes down to Georgia again. How much money is going to be spent by both parties in the next month in one state? A sinful amount of money. We don't need this system. Whoever gets the most votes wins. Who gives a shit if you win with 49.9% of the vote or 50% of the vote when it's a difference of about 2,000 votes? Who cares? I don't, the system here is so screwed up. We need a uniform, we need a uniform system of elections, of counting votes, of who wins a uniform system. Oh, it's a hot mess. And the thing is, though, is like you're saying with this ranked choice voting ridiculousness, Whose idea was that? Well, like, you know what? You know what? I tell you, originally I was for ranked choice voting. Were thought, you really? Yeah, I thought, all right, sounds, once again, these are things, in principle, they sound great. Of right? course, on paper, it looks amazing. But how, how, but how labyrinthian is the whole thing? How long does it take? How much money does it cost? It's ridiculous. And then we're, we're winding up with, like, candidates that came in third winning. It's, it's so stupid. It well, that's stupid. <laughs> Say again? I'm sorry, I lost you there. For That's a how Chase Boudin got elected. Right, exactly. That is how Chase Boudin got elected. That is how Chase Boudin got elected. It's, it's, I think it's pretty simple. You vote for who you want. Whoever gets the most votes. Why is that so difficult to understand? Vote I for who you want. I don't know why they ever started doing it this way. Realistically, like you're saying, it's like picking kids at the baseball park who wants to be on your team. You pick here, <laughs> you pick here, you pick here, you pick here. Whoever picks the most, whoever, you know, gets the most picks wins. Yeah, no, no, it's, it, this is silly. This whole thing is Don't so Don't believe silly. that anyone should say, oh, you know, put in your first choice, put in your second choice, put in your third choice. No, pick your choice, pick your person, and that's it. 
That's it. Pick your right. Pick your choice. Pick your person, and that's it. No, it's the truth. I I, I got to tell you too. Being up here in Oregon right now, I mean, it's beautiful. It's green. It's raining. Whatever. But I tell you something. I grew up in Portland, and well, the West Hills of Portland, but this city, Jesus, it's way more spread out than San Francisco. But it is like it's like the KOA man. It's just tent city everywhere. Motorhomes everywhere. Not where I'm at. Thank God I'm. 40 minutes west of Portland. So it's small town, cows in the yards, the whole deal. But I cannot believe Portland is such a mess. It's it's like San Francisco, but it's different because here they don't have the Fetty folders. They're not having that Fetty folder business. But this Kotak or whatever her name is that's running for governor, yeah. and people keep saying, oh, this is the first time ever. It's three women running for governor. And I'm like, okay, great. One of the women that's running my mom votes for her. And I was like, why did you vote for her? She's like, oh, I like her. I know her. She lives out here, I guess, in the country. I said, okay, what does she stand for? She goes, I don't know, but that other lady, I don't like her. She believes in abortion, this and that, something. I said, no, mom, actually, she's the Republican candidate, and she doesn't. I said, what does your candidate stand on? What's her, you know, what does she have to say? I don't know. I like her. I said, you know what, mom, people like you shouldn't vote. That's what I told her. I said, people like you should not be voting. Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, the, the Oregon thing was weird. All, Oregon's always weird. So they had three. But it camps. didn't used to be. It didn't yeah. used to be. When I was growing up, it was great. Yeah. They had three candidates, and one of them looks like a librarian, the one that the independent woman who got like. That's a, the one that my yeah. mom voted for. <laughs> she looks like a school librarian who yelled at you when you didn't. And she's a pilot. Back. She's yeah. a pilot, which is she's funny. She's a pilot, that woman? She's a pilot? <laughs> She, she looks like she'd bring the plane, the plane down just by sitting in the pilot seat. But anyway, uh, anyway, so Oregon's crazy, but you know what? I mean, even the, right now, the Republican is down by like one point in Oregon, which is actually pretty good for Oregon. Oregon's a, a pretty deep blue state because because Portland dominates it. it. So that, that means that so, at least some people, I mean, I don't know if she's going to win the Republican. She probably won't. But uh, the way things are going right now. But at least some people in Portland, some Democrats in Portland voted for the Republican this time because they see the shitty conditions their city is in. I mean, another just like San Francisco, another beautiful city, right? Beautiful, meaning, you know, geographically beautiful, you know, hills, hilly and gorgeous and trees and wonderful and great for outdoor activities. Yet you go down to the streets, you go down to downtown and it's just it's a disaster. It's like it's you know what it is? It's Antifa land. They should call it Antifa land. Oh, it's complete should. Antifa. Right. And speaking of Antifa, you're gonna love this. Um, this morning, um, one of my customers, who's also my friend, she went to vote at 450 Sutter Street, and after she voted, the guy walked downstairs with her outside. They had paperwork on a little billboard. Yeah. And her name, her address, her phone number, and her political affiliation was on it. And he, he crossed her off. And she said, why is my personal information outside? She called me at 730 this morning. She went to vote. And she was super upset about it. And the guy told her it's the law. And she told me that years ago, her neighbor had contributed a bunch of money to Trump. And that they got a bunch of postcards from Antifa saying, your neighbor is right. a commie. Your neighbor's a racist. Your neighbor's this, your neighbor's that. And she was so upset this morning that her personal information was outside on Sutter Street. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was shocked. She called me this morning and she's like, yeah, I just went to vote. 
and my personal information was outside. And they went downstairs to cross her off the list. Everyone that's voting in that district was on the list. And she's like, my personal information was on there. And she was upset about it. She was worried about it. You know, she's a single woman, lives alone. And she said they had her name, her address, her phone number, her apartment number, and the fact that she was a registered Republican. And I told her, I said, did you ask the guy about it? And she said, yeah. She said he told her it was the law. And I said, it's not the law to have your personal information outside. That's a lie. Maybe they should have it inside where they're voting or whatever to cross off that someone came to vote. But it was actually on the street. This is what, what I talk about of like everything being done differently, not just within a country, within a state, within a city, but even within the city, within different different polling places. Everything's done so differently. There's no uniform yep. way of doing things. There's no uniform law saying it has to be done. There's no procedure. There's but, nothing. Right. You know, I, I was actually exit polled for the first time today. I've never been exit polled before. What happened? Exit poll. You know, you come out and they give you, you know, the exit polling and they ask you, you know, they give you a piece of paper and you fill it out. You know, your, your most important issues, what you voted on, blah, blah, blah. I had never been. After all, you voted? Well, always. Yeah. Exit, you know, when you come out, well, you know, you wouldn't know because you hardly no one ever gets exit polled except people do because they have exit polls. But I personally have never been exit polled before. And uh, I said, sure, I'll do it. It took me a minute, you know, just filling out what your most important issues were that you voted for. Um, but one thing I've never been. Has, have you ever been polled? Have you ever been polled? Has anyone ever called you and polled you? Oh, yeah, sure. But I usually hang up. Oh, you have been. I've never even gotten a call for a poll before. Oh, no, I've gotten calls and I've gotten text messages. Um, I've gotten text messages that are very lengthy going on and on and on about an issue or a person. And then I'll write back. I'm like, you you have the wrong person. Like, don't don't send this to me. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't need their input. Like, I go and look at the candidate. I look at what they have to say. I look at what they stand for. I look at what their views are. Um, Up here in Oregon, I tell you, the commercials they have on TV, they're Mm -hmm. not even like running commercials. They're crazy. They're like advertisements. And I told my mom just yesterday, I was like, these people that are running up here, they're like running advertisements. I go, you cannot listen to these. I go, this is not true. Like, one of the ladies was talking about some guy running in Washington. She's like, this guy's favorite person is Marjorie. How can we even listen to him? And I'm like, this is what you guys do. I mean, the commercials are crazy. The yeah. ads are crazy. I'm so glad it's over today. <laughs> well, I'm... it's over today unless you go to Georgia and then it'll be another month. I mean, the fact of the matter is. Do you is... really think it's going to take that long? Are they going to drag it out? Well, yeah. But, well, no, no. It's going to go to a runoff. There's a runoff election schedule for December 6th. If you don't get 50%, if you don't get 50% today, it goes to a runoff between the top two vote getters. So, it'll be, so do you think Georgia's going to go red or blue? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough situation. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, once again, it can go either way. So it, I, I can't predict which way it's going to go. But, but what about you know, Arizona? How do you feel about Arizona? Arizona's looking terrible right now as far as the Republic. It looks like Democrats are going are to dominate in Arizona. Dominate. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, but what was up with the white powder in the envelopes yesterday? Well, who knows? This is this is another problem we have. We have to stop. We have to stop like threatening people because we don't like their views. I mean, this is happening all over them. I know the Democrats like to make it a Republican thing. Like Republicans are the violent ones. Yeah, okay. But uh, it's happening both ways. I mean, we see we see Republicans getting you know their 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 uh, headquarters bashed in. We see you know people leaving white powder, trying to make people nervous. You know, we see this happening all the time, and it has to stop. This shit has to stop. 
it has to don't stop. Don't you feel? Don't you feel like they are still? It's like a cheat. The whole thing is still a cheat. Like it's like you said, whoever votes for whoever, whoever gets the most votes wins, right? Yeah. Why does it have to be drawn out? Like you're saying Georgia, now you're saying a month. Another Why month. does it take a month? Why does it take a month? You know, you go to other countries and within three hours of the polls closing, they hand count every vote and it's done. Yeah, no, no. Georgia will be a month simply because there'll be a new election. So they, they schedule it a month out. Now, we can also argue about that. Why does it have to? Why can't it be a week or two weeks? Why do you, well, right. but there's a real reason. Why, why do you think, Dia? Because more, the more time, the more money can be spent. That's why. But why waste the money? Because they because the networks want to make it. The, they want to make these people want to make this is a big money making. Look, it's a big money making game for both parties, right? Because both parties have political consultants, right? So those political consultants get paid. Okay, both parties then run ads, and TV stations, TV networks get to make money off those ads. So they want it to be as long as possible. So all of this goes into that. There's no reason why you can't just say, okay, it's like like a sprint, right? Okay, a week from today, now we go. Instead, no, they have to do this a month. It's just a waste of money. It's a waste of resources, you know, and it, it's, it's just it, it, it's just it's already too drawn out. I mean, there are so many countries out there that have elections that are 30 days, 30 days. OK, we start running today. The election is 30 days from now. Go. That's the way it should be. But here, everything is about so much money, all about the money, billions and billions of dollars, you know. We talk about this all every election cycle. They'll say this election, this Senate race costs twenty five billion dollars, and people just shake their heads and nod their heads, like, "Oh well, I guess that's the way it's got to be." No, it doesn't have to be that way, and it shouldn't be that way. It's a waste of money for a country where people are fucking starving. It gets me so fucking mad. I can tell you're actually pretty riled up right now. <laughs> it just gets me so angry that we just go along with it. We say it's got to change, and then we don't change it, right? Isn't that what it comes down to? No, but it's funny when you say we, you have to remember that it's not you and I. It's not we. It's a lot of other people. Um, yes, but when I do say we, I mean You mean we, our country as a whole. Mean, but also I mean you have Democrats and you have Republicans who both talk about this being a crappy way of doing things, right? They both Absolutely. talk about Right. So that's one thing both parties, both parties can't agree on much. But we see people from both parties, bipartisan, saying it's a waste of money. So do something about it. They'll never do something about it. It's too easy. They won't. They absolutely will not. I think that the country as a whole right now is so divided and so, I don't even know what word to use without cursing on the phone with you, but. The country as a whole right now is, I think, lost. Well, we like, are. Completely this, once lost. again, this election proves what every election seems to prove, which is that we are a very, very, very divided country. Well, and- the fact that AOC won again and that you told me Fetterman won, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? But I, I will point out something about the Fetterman election, which I think is hilarious. Oprah Winfrey, very good friends with Donald Trump for many years, then started hating him when he ran. <laughs> Um, she's yeah, so, 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 so was Bill Hillary Clinton. Exactly. So, so Oprah Winfrey, who brought Dr. Oz into the spectrum of everything, Oprah Winfrey, she loved him. She praised him. That was her boy, right? She's been bashing his ass since he started running. She has been bashing him. She's like, hates him. And I'm like, 
this is what this country does. Like they can't make their fucking mind up. Well, the Oprah Winfrey's, you know, once again, she's an idiot. But her thing was whole. Her thing was she wasn't going to get involved because Oz was a friend. So she wasn't going to endorse anybody. And then when all of a sudden the polls were saying after that horrible debate Fetterman had that Fetterman could lose, then all of a sudden she got involved, right? Yep. So that, 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 she, that's what happened. She's, yeah. Well, and you know what? The greatest news we've all gotten all day is Whoopi Goldberg said she's so pissed off at Elon Musk, she's leaving Twitter. Oh, oh I'm, so dep- I'm so upset. I'm so upset. But guess what? She said she was moving to Canada before, too. I don't believe anything that bitch says. Remember, when it comes to Twitter, and I, you know, I believe this is the truth with Twitter. It's people are so addicted to it, like they're addicted to crack, you know, that they'll never people won't go off or, or these people. These people say I'm leaving. And then like a week later, they come back. <laughs> well, no. And you know what I think is super hilarious is that Kathy Griffin got totally suspended. And and somebody said, oh, she got suspended because she was impersonating Elon Musk. And then Elon Musk posted, actually, she's suspended because she was impersonating comedian. a comedian. Yeah. Yes. Well, she was suspended because she was in person. Why, why do people see this is what I'm talking about. And I'll, I'll, once again, I'll say both sides on this. But lately, the left has been doing it. You see, a lot of what happened was a lot of these assholes on the left decided they were going to put Elon Musk as their name just to annoy him. Just just on spite, which I think is totally it's so stupid to impersonate anybody. I hate of it. Of course. I hate it. First of all, it's not. Oh, this- you know what? I think I'll sign up on Twitter tomorrow and impersonate you and you can impersonate me. Do you want to do that for a week? We'll both get suspended. I know, right? But what I'm saying is that it's it's idiotic. It's childish. There's no reason you don't have to impersonate somebody. And actually, impersonating people is actually illegal. There's a law against it. You can't impersonate. You can't impersonate a cop. You can't impersonate someone else because most people on Twitter are very casual viewers, and they'll look at something and they'll see Elon Musk. They don't know it's Kathy Griffin. They're not looking at the at. They just look at yep. the name. So they see yep. Elon Musk, and maybe Kathy Griffin will say something really horrible. And then people would attribute it to Elon Musk and Elon Musk will have to answer for it. And that should not have to happen. And that could be Micah Chopley. Someone could put Micah Chopley and they, they put something negative or something horrible about Biden or Trump that I never said. And I get responsible because most people are not discerning enough to see. And I get fooled a lot. I go on there and I see things and I go, wow, look at that. Then I look closer and I go, oh, that's not a real account. That's fake. You shouldn't do that. Look, I think it's really simple. I guess I'm into simplicity today. Like, you know, vote for who you want to vote for and that person should win. Yes, absolutely. But you know what? How about this? Real people, real names. Be a real person. Use your real name. What is so fucking hard about that? Well, apparently it's so easy in this day and age to be whoever you want when you're a keyboard warrior. Well, if Congress wants to, you know, if Congress wants to get involved in this, there's something they can do. And I mentioned this last week. Make it illegal. Make a law. That it's illegal for you to have repercussions for your boss to fire you because something you say on Facebook or Twitter in your personal life. That's why a lot of people use pseudonyms. That's why a lot of people choose anonymity because they want to voice their political opinions, but they work for an asshole who will fire them if they have the wrong opinion. That can't happen. Your personal life, when you're not on the clock, is your personal life. Unless you rape someone, you. you rob someone, you kill someone, you should be able to say what you want. On social media, Congress totally should make a law about that, and that will take away some of the anonymity. People will then be less afraid to use their real name. But right now, you know how it works, do you? If you work for I somebody don't. and you go on and you say blah blah blah, London breeds a bitch and asshole, dear, you're fired. They can do that well, now. Well, they the thing is, that. that's why I can't be on next door anymore because 
So many people know where I work. I had a woman actually private message me on Nextdoor one time and she's like, maybe I should come down and tell your boss that you're racist and you're this and you're that. And I was like, I'm none of those things. And you're more than welcome to come down to the shop and talk to my boss. I went into my boss and I was like, listen, um, I just got banned off next door. Some lady says she's coming down here. And you know what he told me? He said, tell her to stop wasting your time. I pay you by the hour. Look, yeah, this next door thing. I'm hearing a lot of horror stories about next door. Oh, next door is terrible. If you go on next door and I got to tell you, you know what? I think people mean well, you know, they mean well, whatever. But someone will go next door and they'll be like, there was a woman that actually posted last week that she had was sleeping in her apartment. This is down um, in Knob Hill. She's sleeping, right? Her husband's in the other room working, so he has earphones on. Someone broke into their house at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, stole the laptop, this and that. All these people were like, how was your husband in the other room and he didn't get him? And I mean, the normal questions you would ask, and you're from the East Coast. If someone broke into your house, you'd beat the shit out of them. That's what you do, right? So this woman's sleeping, her husband's in the other room working, the guy breaks in, steals all their shit, nothing happens, he's gone, and somebody had written back, they're like, why aren't you paying attention, like, how did this happen, whatever, and the lady was like, this is offensive, I don't understand why you don't feel bad for me, this and that, and the person that was talking shit got kicked off. Next door is very, very, very sensitive, very, they're super woke, super sensitive. When they post something about someone breaking in, if you say like, oh, well, they're junkies, they're this and that, your response is, why are you so mean? Why do you, why are you so mean about it? These people are, they're desperate. They're hungry. That's why they broke into my car. Yeah. Well, that's why I found them in my garage. Yeah. And, and where's next door located? San Francisco. That's where the company's oh, located. Yep. You know? And the are you owner, saying there are a bunch of snowflakes who run that place who like to censor people and cancel people? No, I can't believe it. If I'm, you impossible. use the word <laughs> impossible. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a problem. And it's a it's a problem with social media and it's a problem in general with these things where people are afraid to be themselves. People are afraid to say like, who they definitely. are. They'll suspend your the ban you. You cannot yeah, say or, or, anything or that, foul. That's, that's bad enough. That's annoying. But your boss can also fire you, and you have no repercussions. Your boss can say you don't represent the company well in door. your private life, and that's legal. And it shouldn't be legal. It absolutely, should. look. Especially, I know we're, I know we're in a different age now. We didn't have to worry about this stuff 20, 30 years ago, but we are in a different age now. And I think we do need Congress if they want to get involved in social media. They need to put in protections now that protect people from repercussions in the workplace and losing their job because of an opinion they have, period. That that has to be looked at, and I think with the next with the next Congress or shortly thereafter. I mean, I know Democrats certainly won't want to look into this, but hopefully Republicans will. And um, that's another thing. Dia, let, let me let you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just wrap up in a little bit. Dia, thanks for calling, and have, have fun in Portland. Are you still there? I'm, I'm letting, yeah, I'm saying goodbye to you. Oh, I'm, well, I was trying. I was trying to push the button to get back on. Um, I'm not in downtown Portland. I'm out by. Yeah, you know what? Pull for pull for uh, what's her name there? Is it what's her, what's the what's the Republicans' name? Is that Drazen or the? I get them two mixed up. The two of them mixed up. Anyway, vote for the Republican. Cheer for the Republicans. Too late to vote for Republicans. Very close. I'm watching. I'm watching the returns right now. It's a one point race with like sixty percent in. So depending on where the votes are coming from, if all of the Portland votes are in, then the Republican can win. 
if if there's still a lot of votes outstanding in Portland, then probably it was not going to go the Republicans' way there. Um, who's who's this? I'm trying to read the name. I'm having trouble. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Dale, Dale, you're on. What's up? Sweet. Thank you very much for letting me on the show because I am a firm believer in third-party voting. You know, I I really think that like on uh, Jill Stein was an outstanding example of like I thought it was insane as fuck that there was came in one percent when I can look around me and find like. 80% of my friends voted for her. That's because we, we, we tend to get involved in. in well, I know I'm in a bubble and everything, right. but still. Right. Right. Me too. But and still. I was the same way. Most of my friends, I got involved in that bubble. Uh, I got, I got involved in that bubble in uh, 2016. And I actually, look, uh, I got so involved in the Jill Stein bubble because I could not stand Hillary or Trump that I got right. so involved that Hillary. It that was Jill... shocking that she got 1% while douchebag that didn't know where Aleppo is got 10%. You know? Well, and, and also the thing with Jill Stein is I got so involved in that. Jill Stein actually came to San Francisco to talk. And I actually went to BART to meet her. With a bunch nice. of people, we actually we nice. actually escorted I saw her twice. Yeah, and we actually escorted her. She was in a mission. We actually escorted her to the engagement. So I got very involved in that. But look, Dale, third party candidates can't win here. They can't because people are just too. We have to change that fact. I am agreeing with you, but we need to do something to change that fact. Right. Democrats and Republicans do not represent Americans. No, and, and I think that uh, the fact matters, though, you, we keep saying that once again, as I was talking to Dia about, we keep saying we have to change, we have to get money out of politics, we're tired yeah. of spending billions every election cycle, we're tired of it, we never do anything about it. We never do anything about it. It just keeps on going on, going on and going on. So I have to tell you that I don't have any, any faith that a third party candidate will ever have any chance of winning in our lifetime here. Mm. Dale, a third party candidate can't even win for Congress. They can't even win for Congress. They can't even win it for mayor. It happens sometimes. <laughs> even mayor, they, they very rarely win. It happens sometimes. Did you hear about the story about like a, a leftist uh, winning the Republican nomination? I watch a, I watch all the Jimmy Dore shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Republican won a nomination. What do you mean? I, I don't understand. Where? <clears throat> okay, so an actual leftist just ran in the Republican Party because he saw a lane. Oh, oh, and, but you know, but people do that sometimes, right? I mean, what's yeah. his name? What's what's the guy's name? I keep on forgetting I his forget. name. No, the, the guy in L.A. running running for mayor. The guy in nice. L.A. Yeah, he, yeah, he used to be a Republican, but he switched to Democratic Party because that's the lane of winning mayor. Like here in San Francisco, I could not run as a Republican and win here. It would never, it would never happen. I would have to. I have. I have maybe a shot as an independent, but probably I'd have to run as a Democrat. So I, I could be a true. I can. I can be a true conservative, but I would have to run as a Democrat and pretend in order to win here. That's just, that's ridiculous. But that's the way it is. That's the way it is. You have to find your lane. You know, uh, Ver, Vermont once again voted for a Republican governor. But the guy's not really a Republican. He's a Republican in name. He's a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. But it's just a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird dynamic. It's a, people are just most of the time people are going to stick within their cults, right? They're going to stick within their lanes, 
and that's it. And if you're in San Francisco, you're not going to win as a Republican. You know, if you're in Alabama, you're not going to win as a Democrat. And that right there, as I've said many uh, times, is makes zero sense. It makes no okay. sense. All right. Look, at the, look okay. at the person running, right? Look at the person running. What are they talking about? Who are they? How do they express their ideas? Who the You're fuck right. the letter next to their name is? I want to. I want to. I want to challenge you with a very. Uh, I, I'm going to bunt at you. Okay. <laughs> you bunt? bunt. There's no more bunting in baseball. It's a lost mm, art. Yes. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Ranked choice voting. Mm-hmm. Catch that one. Well, Dia just talked about that. In principle, I was always for that. But when Good. you look, but what happened is when you look at the process and the way it works, it's not very inspiring when it comes to believing that what? the it, it, there's two things that are wrong with ranked choice voting. It's very it takes forever sometimes. It took a week to figure out who the mayor was here last time. Okay, now so not, the fuck not, what? No, at no, least not, democracy actually fucking happened. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean democracy happened because How? often no, no, because often in ranked choice voting, the person. Who, who gets the third most votes ends up winning because they have a cocktail system where they eliminate people and then your fifth choice becomes your second choice. and you're, It's so confusing. No. D- Dale, Dale. Democracy is very simple. The person with the most votes wins. Dale versus Mike runs. Dale versus Mike. If you get more votes, you win. If I get more votes, I win. All What's right. wrong Check with that? Check it out, my dude. I want to get along with you, so I'm not going to not. But you didn't tell me what's wrong with that system. Just tell me what's wrong with that system. Ranked choice voting. No, you keep saying ranked choice. Okay, go ahead. Talk. I'm sorry. Talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. So that means that, you know, you get to vote for your first, second, and third favorite people. Correct. And every single first favorite vote mm-hmm. goes to that politician. And if yeah. that politician doesn't win, yeah. then your second choice goes to that politician. What do you mean? Why, wait a minute. Why doesn't the person with the first mo- the most votes win right away? Only why? if only if they lose the normal voting process. What does that mean? What are you talking about? Okay, your first your your first choice vote works exactly the same as it would if it was not ranked choice voting. So why do you need ranked choice voting then? Because you get a chance to vote for a third party as your first choice. And then, you know, like a Democrat or whatever you want to as your second choice. So you're still voting for your party banner, but like you you, you get the opportunity to vote for your third party favorite first. It's not going to help. First of all, we have ranked choice voting here in San Francisco. So I can tell you I, I, that's the way I just voted today. So oh, I, tell me about it. So I can tell you that. But there's no parties. In other words, here right. in San Francisco, the mayor's race is basically nonpartisan. OK, so there isn't it's not like there's a Democrat, a Republican and a Green or a Democrat, a Republican. And, so basically, it's just Kachopoli, Dale and Dia. And we're all running. We all go into a pot <laughs> and then people check the first, second, third. In other words. The person, once again, I believe the person with the most votes should win. In other words, what happened with ranked choice voting is that you'll say, okay, Dale has the most votes in the first round. Now we go to the second round. Well, why does there have to be a second round? Most people wanted Dale first. Dale wins. 
period. Why does Dale have to get 50% of the vote? If Dale gets 38 and Mike is 32 and Dee gets 29, Dale got the most votes. Dale should win. I think a problem, Dale, is that we're really uh, I gotta look. I got to I got to I got to understand it a little better, but I know that no, you're, I wrong. What you're saying and I've done right choice voting does not take that popularity aspect out of votes at all. It doesn't. What, what it really does is it makes these elections in this fucking country, which are done a million different ways in a million different places, even more confusing. And it takes it takes forever. It takes for in other words, they don't have ranked choice voting in other countries. They like like Glenn Greenwald, who is a very big journalist. You know, Glenn Greenwald. And he, he lives in guy. Brazil. Yeah, he lives in Brazil. And he just tweeted yeah. yesterday. He said Brazil has just about as many voters as the United States because they have something called mandatory voting. You get fined if you don't vote there. So Brazil has about the same amount of votes cast in most elections of the United States, and they count them all the same day. And by that night, there's a winner. Why can Brazil do it? But technologically advanced, brilliant United States can't do it. Why can't we do it? All right. I, I don't know. I'll get off my soapbox. And, no, uh, all I'm saying, Dale, is that people need to have faith the elections aren't rigged and stolen. And, and right, when you drag, right. no, when, I, um, when you drag I'm things out. You, you did actually explain it to me in a way that, like, ranked choice voting would just, like, confuse all the normies. Well, it does. And what happened, let me tell you what happened, you know, in the last mayoral, mayoral race here is that the, the guy Leno was in, was in front on election night and Breed, who ended up being the mayor, was behind. Then the second day happened. And every day I had to go on the website and they showed the, the everything, the, the numbers changing. OK, the second round. Now she's ahead. The third round. He's ahead. The fourth. It was so ridiculous. And eight days later, we find out that she wins. And people are like, how did she win again? It's, people just don't have faith in that kind of a system is what I'm saying. They really don't. They think people are okay. fucking around with the numbers, even if they're not. You see, it's the perception that matters. And the perception in this country is that you can't trust the way the elections are run because they there's always a problem. And here well, it is again. Arizona, we have to have these types of conversations so that people like you and I can figure out what the actual solution is. I don't know yeah. it and you don't know it. But yeah, together, I, we yeah. might figure out something. I, I, I have a great system. It'll never happen. You got a, you got every campaign is, is 30 days. Every campaign is 30 days. Everybody who officially uh, is able to get on the ballot through signatures gathered gets a certain amount of money each, whether it's 10000 50000 $100,000 from Public the government. Financing. Exactly. Everyone gets that money. You got 30 days. Go. That's it. The end. The like end it. of the story. It'll never happen. It makes too much sense, but there's not enough money to be made by the networks. There's not Wait, enough money by the corporations. I thought we live in a democracy. Right. Well, <laughs> I think what people would realize after doing it that way for a while is that it's a lot fairer. I like it. People would trust That's their elections. Way they do it. Yeah. You know, because right now you have like one candidate raises $30 million. The other right. candidate raises $8.27. <laughs> so how is that person supposed to <laughs> how is that person supposed to compete? It's impossible. Yeah. Like you no, can't it do should it. be public financing. That that's a better answer than even um what I would just brought up just for fun. And a Republican state a, a Republican state, at least up until two years ago, Arizona had had the publicly financed elections for all their state and city offices. All their local elections in Arizona for, for years now, for decades now, has been publicly. No one knows this, but I live there and I ran there. Has publicly, fin, not, not federally, but local state elections are all publicly financed. 
Every candidate gets a certain amount of money. And after you get that money, your, 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 your seed money, you can only raise something like $5 from each person. That's the way it works. And it's a fair system. The voters love this system. They save a lot of money. And the best candidate wins, not the candidate that has the most money. And that's man, the way it should I want to do. I want to do some more work. I mean, man, um, <clears throat> that last Green Party guy really let me down. But I, I want to do some more work. Like I did. <laughs> How are we talking for Bernie? Candidate. He was a terrible guy. <laughs> Jill oh, Stein yeah. was a much better candidate than Harry. Oh <laughs> yeah, she kicked fucking ass. Yeah, I mean, I want to do some more work in any way that I can. And um, I'm a terrible alcoholic. They would tear me to shreds if I tried to be a candidate. <laughs> the fact, look, the fact of the matter is, is that you you have a system here which simply doesn't work anymore. It yeah. doesn't work. If every election cycle, you have everyone questioning one side, questioning the other side, cheated this side, cheated that, cheated this yeah. is breaking yeah. down. Yeah. You have to. In other words, I'm going to be dramatic here. We talk about democracy lately. Democracy cannot survive this much longer. It can't. Can't. I know we're in fucking terrible danger, and um, I was gonna say to to the point that we just touched on, even twenty years ago, I would be ripped to shreds. Like this guy's an alcoholic, you know, I wouldn't win. You know? Oh, you can't if you have anything in your closet now. I mean, everyone. It's amazing. Everyone judges other people when they don't judge. They can't judge themselves. You know, people should think about right, that. Right. They're trying if to I do that office, for Fetterman. Right. Right. And but they can't do it to Biden. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Biden know, Fetterman can't even think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fetterman's a whole different story. My, my problem with Fetterman was also his his uh, his issues. I mean, he, to me, he's on the wrong side of the issues, which is more important than the fact that he had a stroke. But he's on the wrong side of the issues. Right. Right. He, I'm just he, saying I'm just saying like any kind of any kind of any mental issue. You can do that to anyone except for the the um, Joe Biden, who was, you know, just gifted the presidency. Well, Joe Biden won the. Well, you don't have to relitigate. You know, we're going to get into 2024 soon, so we'll put 2020 behind us. But the big reason why Joe Biden won is because a lot of those were anti-Trump votes, which is why I'm telling people Trump Absolutely. can't win. Trump cannot win. He yeah, can't yeah. win. Agreed. Period. Agreed. But listen to this. Trump is the reason why Biden got the most votes ever in the history of the pre- Joe Biden. Absolutely. Check this out. Check this out if I can Biden have the floor for a few more vote. seconds, just a few more seconds. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, go only, ahead. the only reason I voted for Joe Biden, oh, it still it hurts my stomach to even say that out loud, was because Trump was clearly signaling that he was going to try to steal the election. You know, well, I think a, 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 a guy like happened. Trump, a guy like Trump likes to say things like, "If people don't vote for me, it's rigged." Right? If people don't vote yeah. for me, the great Donald, I'm such a great person. There's no way I'm so great that there's no way someone would not vote for me. So if they yeah, didn't vote I, for me, I just, it's kind of I just, I just went anti-fash, and you know, but I couldn't vote for that silly dude. If Jill Stein was there, I would have voted for her. But silly dude. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually really tired of going to every presidential election with some with, with two candidates that I that I can't back. I'm tired of it. Right. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of not having at least one that I can say, okay, I really like this person. I, I I really like this person. 
I, I, I'm tired of that. And a lot of Americans are tired of that. You know, we want to be able to back some. We want right. to be able to, more we than to, half of Americans I, don't fucking vote at all. Right. That's true. And that's and that's and that's and that's a reason why. Dale, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, bring yeah. me on anytime. I will. Just any time. I'm on every night, Monday to Friday. And you know, we'll t- look. Look, we're going to take a little breather, but then the uh, 2024 election is going to start. So there'll be plenty to talk about. Hey, check this out. Keep me as a caller. I'll sit on mute and wait for other people to talk. Sound like a deal? Dale, thanks. I appreciate the call. Thank you so You're much. You're hang up on me? Thank you. Did I hang up on you? What did I do? No, don't. Just I'll put myself on mute and I'll wait my turn. Thank you, Dale. I appreciate it. Yeah. I know how to do that. The not. The, yeah, so, you know, that's basically right now. We're at a point where we need to really assess where we are with our elections, but we also really need to, uh, you know, assess, um, you know, where we go from here. And I think where we go from here is admitting what happened tonight. You know, we don't got to use dramatic terms like, oh, postmortem. And this, we need to look at what happened tonight and see that Trump's candidate, hand-picked candidate, did not do well when they should have won easily. Let's put it this way. When Republicans should have won easily, his hand-picked candidates failed. Race after race after race after race after race. Preventing, preventing this Republican wave or tsunami that would have happened normally. And DeSantis kicked ass in Florida. Absolutely kicked ass. A million and a half. I just looked. Four point six million votes to three million votes. That's just—it's—it's it's insane for a guy that won by a point last time to win by twenty four years later. Really proves how we can win people over quickly, quickly. One election cycle for governor, and so I'm going to go with that narrative. And I think it's a good narrative. I don't think it's a fake narrative. Once again, I don't hate—I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I don't blame Trump for everything, but I blame him for tonight. The big winner tonight is Ron DeSantis. The big loser tonight is Donald J. Trump. And I can't believe we're going to have to sit through Trump announcing he's running for president next week after this. After this. But when you got the ego, that's what happens. When you when everyone tells you how great you are, everyone around you anyway, in your little circle, tells you. I'll actually end on... And, I'll, I'll talk about Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke ran for Senate against Ted Cruz and lost by, like, what, a point? He lost a point to an incumbent that was very well-known, right? And I think that gave him a big head. Oh, my God, I'm a nobody, Beto O'Rourke, and I almost beat the great Ted Cruz. I lost by a point. So what does he do? He runs for president. <laughs> a nobody who's served, he served a term in Congress. He loses the Senate by a point, and he goes, oh, I'm so great. I'm running for president. Wiped out. No chance. And then after being wiped out for president, he goes, well, I got some more exposure. Now I'll run for governor. Wiped out. Lost by 12 points. Wiped out. Landslide. Huge landslide. So now he's lost. Senate, governor, president. What the fuck is he going to do next? Hopefully nothing. But losing by one point to Ted Cruz gave him this huge head. That, oh, my God, I'm going to be the next great thing. And, of course, a total bust. This is how these people can get these incredibly huge, bloated egos. I don't think any of them match Trump. But this is a problem. And we cannot, moving forward, the Republican Party cannot, moving forward, I, as someone who voted Republican for the first time in my life, cannot move forward with this party as Trump as the standard bearer. 
it's got to be Ron DeSantis. And if Republicans want to win in 2024, if they want to have a better night than they had tonight, if they want to have the possibility, at least, of a more of a red wave. Now, they need to go with DeSantis. Now, I say the country is so split that the idea, really, we got, we got the Republicans got a little caught up in, in the polls, which were off, and, and the, the mood of the country and all that. But I don't think we're ever going to see a wave. I don't think we're ever going to see, let's say, a tsunami one way or the other ever in our lifetime because the country is just too polarized. It's too split for any one party to win huge. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I just don't. We even see our presidential elections are tight. You know, Biden gets the most votes ever and Trump gets the second most votes ever in the same election. It's too tight. We're too polarized. We're too split. Thank goodness. We joke about civil war happening again. Thank goodness that these states like Florida and California are like, you know, buffered by all these states in between. That you don't have the the, the big red states and the big blue states all next to each other. Because that could that then I think we could see a huge civil war. But it's impossible to split this country up now the way it's organized with all these states in between and overlapping each other. And you don't have the, you know, they don't, it's like the North and the South, right? You have the North and you have the dividing line in the South. We don't have that here. And thank God we don't because there would be a civil war here because we are so split. We are so divided. And that's, I think, how I can end the show tonight. Once again, our elections have proved we are incredibly divided. And it's probably going to be like that for a very, very long time. But go Ron DeSantis. Great night for Ron DeSantis. Great night. Bad night for Trump, but a great night for Ron DeSantis. What a great job. No wonder why everyone wants to move to Florida. Maybe I will. Anyway, that's been our election night show. But we have three more shows this week. We'll take in, I'm going to take in what the, the pundits talk about over the next 24 hours. And I'll be back here uh, Monday through Friday night. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. The show airs. It's called and Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopoli. Let's all take a deep breath. Let's all try to get some sleep tonight. It was a very long day. But I'll be right back here tomorrow night. I hope you are, too, to talk about maybe some more final results and our feelings about the election and moving forward from here. Micah Chopoli talking to you. Uh, and my tagline is gone. My tagline. Vote Democrats out of office. I, I, I lost my tagline. I need a new tagline. Right now, I'm tagline-less. Tagline-less, which is not a, not a great feeling. <laughs> anyway, everyone have a good night. I'll see you back here tomorrow night. Thanks for voting. Thanks for being involved. And thanks for listening.